And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? I'm just here to talk about another amazing city that's filled with a whole lot of amazing startups. It is St. Louis Top Startups Day. Are you, you know, ready? it's amazing how many awesome companies there are in flyover country. Yeah, I know. And I think that's that's one of the things that I am really enjoying about our virtual tour around the, the U.S. And here's the thing. We're not even out of the state of Missouri yet. We had a, no. you know, so many of the so many of the companies we talked about in Kansas City were on the Missouri side. Uh, for many people listening, don't, probably don't even realize that Kansas City is mostly in Missouri, but St. Louis is the biggest city and it's full of a whole lot of stuff. Most people recognize St. Louis with things like the Arch, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, or maybe a couple NFL teams that have left. Or <laughs> Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch, sure. And you know, if you've, uh, I, I've, I've always enjoyed uh, the time that I've taken in St. Louis. Now, being from Kansas City, I do appreciate the rivalry that the Royals and Cardinals have had all the way back to the 1985 World Series. But yeah, overall, like St. Louis is a great spot. Really, really excited to uh, to talk about some of the great. We got what do we have? Twelve companies. Yeah, twelve companies. Yeah, I problem with that is I took my shoe my shoes off so I could count that high and I ran out at 10. So <laughs> th thanks for thanks for clarifying that. So um, do you want to lead off the list? Yeah, sir? absolutely. All right. Go for it. Number one on the list is a company called Waylit. And, you know, we know a lot about the fact that there's a huge shortage of talent in the United States. And this yep. is probably a good time to say this episode is brought to you by FullScale.io can help you build a software development team quickly and affordably. Um, how many people are we short working in IT? Like five trillion? How many are we missing? No, the 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 recent estimates were that even despite a dip in tech employment for COVID nineteen related issues, there are still over four hundred thousand empty IT jobs. Yeah. That are considered, and I'm using air quotes here, considered to be unfillable, meaning yeah. the United States has a, a, a massive deficit of tech workers compared to the amount of open yeah. positions. They just don't exist. So one of the ways we Correct. solve that problem is through immigration. And But a little company like, say, Stackify, like my company, uh, trying to hire somebody with an H-1B visa sounds like a giant fucking nightmare. So we don't do it, Agreed. right? And yeah. this Waylit company kind of looks like they can help solve that problem. So yeah. um, they got some cool stuff around hiring new employees and going through the immigration process. Um, you know, I just married somebody that's uh, immigrating and I've got some firsthand experience with that. And uh, it's a nightmare. 
um, just on that part of it. So yeah, I think they got a, a pretty cool thing going here. And I bet there's a lot of companies that would like to hire H1Bs and stuff like that to help fill these empty roles and hopefully they can help make it easier. So I think this is pretty cool what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, uh, once again, I want to remind everyone listening that the order in which we, we aren't ranking these one through 12. So just because Waylet's first doesn't necessarily give them the number one spot in St. Louis. We think all of these companies have a whole lot to offer now back to Waylet, you know, Waylet's a, an AI powered immigration expert, basically, and it makes the process of hiring international talent easier. And that, you know, that's a thing. There really are a lot of people here from other countries. Then, and you mentioned that the H1N1, like that is, that is a, uh, that is a navigation and a path that's challenging. And you went through it personally. What was one of the, H1B. That's not H1N1. That's not the flu. That's the flu. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, try to avoid that. So, Matt, in your firsthand experience, what was difficult about that that process? Oh, dude, just all the paperwork and the back and forth. Yeah. Just, oh, my God. I mean, I'm doing it through like Probably a, even just understanding it. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking to you so much. Like I, I call you. I'm trying to figure out how the hell I do this. Oh, yeah. So, well, well, if you had only known about Waylet. Well, they have something similar for, you know, spousal marriage visas, other companies that do some stuff like this that I used. So Right. Yeah, so we'll check that out. That's a newer company. Um, you know, the, overall, this is a, a multi-billion dollar industry when it comes to legal tech, and that is the, the field that they classify in. Okay, so next on our list... We uh, and actually, before I get there, keep in mind every single company's link is in the show notes. So if you want to reach down and click and see their own sites and and verify that what we're saying is actually real companies, you can go ahead and do that. So next on the list, PenPath. You can go to PenPath.com and learn more about them. So, so PenPath is is trying to make different types of data simple. You know, when you connect all your marketing yeah. data sources into a central data warehouse, it's like, how do you manage it? And the bigger a company yeah. gets, the the more difficult it is to manage digital assets or data or anything like that. You know, Matt, you, at Stackify, you have a lot of experience with that. You guys uh, process, what, over a billion data points a day? Oh, many billions of data points a day. And, you know, yeah. we we're, ours is for application performance where, you know, this is for marketing. And as somebody who's involved a lot in our in our own marketing at Stackify, I mean, you're trying to know like every click on your website, where these key people came from, why are they here? What did they do? Why do they do it? Are they in our CRM? Are they a lead? Are they a customer? Like, I mean, you get all this data from all these different sources and you're trying to figure out what do I do with this data? Man, I hope these guys can solve that problem because it's a nightmare. Yeah, and they, de- you know, they deliver automated business intelligence, different dashboards, and that's a whole nother part of it. Is you know, you hear the term big data or all this different t- terms of data, and uh, apparently, data is now the most value valuable thing on the planet, according to some. Yep. But how do you visualize it? Yep. So a fast path to be able to see what's up, you know, and PenPath's just trying to make that analytics journey a little more palatable. Uh, so great for them. And, you know, the thing that I'm, I'm really impressed with is 
according to Crunchbase, this is a platform that's been around since uh, 2013, and they've only they've only uh, registered fifty thousand dollars worth of funding. So to have them grow to be between eleven and you know I, I don't have an exact em, uh, employee account account, but you know, they've got between 11 and 50 employees, according to the research we did, but you know, clearly bootstrapped some stuff and got some stuff together in a, in a great way. So yep. Matt, who do we have next? All right. So next one up, I really like this one too, home track. So, you know, I told you before we started the podcast today that I'm, I'm trying to sell my house and I might sell my house today. I'm fingers crossed. Okay. So that yes. means I got to buy a new house. And I was actually checking out what these guys did. And it looks pretty cool. From from my understanding, it looks like uh, you basically find a house for sale. You show up at the front door and you can push a button. It's like, I want to look at this house. And somebody comes up and they let you in. It's a beautiful thing. I yeah, like and, it. And, and the whole showing of houses, like you had to schedule it. You got to do a lot yeah. of stuff. You're going to have to, you're going to, you have to bail from your home. Yep today and you know on some levels it's it's challenging i mean what's a better time to show an interested buyer something for sale than when they're right in front of it already right yeah and they're they're uh i think one part of their website referred to them as like the uber for looking at houses <laughs> yeah yeah saying that they empower home buyers and sellers with a simple transparent experience yeah so, find an agent um, to come tour a house I like yeah, and you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing too is is not everybody has that quote agent. You know, if you're out, and, and and anything that can streamline your process to someone that helps you do something that you know, like buying a home is a very intimate and long term and expensive process. So I I I, I got to say, if I have the in the past when I was looking at buying homes, if I had the ability to get a show potentially register a showing that quickly it would have been helpful yeah because you know when sometimes you have the agent matt when you were in the past when you've purchased a home you ever go for a showing and you walk in the house you okay so first off you've kicked someone out of their house because you need a showing you had to get a real estate agent to come you had to coordinate all that and then you walk in and then five seconds later you're like nope yeah oh yeah I mean, think of Absolutely. all the, the, the time, the time that, you know, could have, could have come up. All right. Are you ready for the next? I'm ready. Okay. So we actually have an apparel and fashion company next, um, Lux and Nix. So this is, this is a, a, a very interesting company and in many ways it reminds me of nickel and suede here in Kansas city. And we yeah. had Kylie Nichols on the podcast once, but uh, you know, Lux and Nix have the mission to equip women with one bag that does it all. And I, I'll tell you what, the struggle is real. The struggle is real because, um, you know, I, I uh, have watched my own wife vacate one bag and populate another only to later complain that something was missing. And um, I, I love the I love the whole uh, hustle that comes with this. This is not an easy industry to compete in. Um, there are a lot of people that make bags and do a lot of stuff, but Lux and Nix is really uh, on the upswing and making a lot of really cool stuff. I think most people don't associate St. Louis with you know as like a fashion creation hub. You know, they're like, oh, where are you in Italy? You know, are you at the coach factory or something like that? But I, I love to see 
uh, a little good, a uh, little Midwest apparel and fashion design. Okay, Matt, next. You're All up. right. Next on the list. I'm going to do a little shopping for you later, by the way. Thank you. All right. So uh, a company called Balto. So I was checking out their website and this looks pretty cool. Like, um, you know, when you've got your, your salespeople or support people on the phone, um, it can analyze the calls in real time and give your, your employees some uh, instant feedback of like where to steer the conversation, what to say. That's really cool. I mean, especially think about a call center that's got a lot of employees and you got to continually train them what to say and the scripts and the how to handle objections and all that stuff. Like I could see this being super powerful and maybe you could sell more. I might have to get this for you. (laughs) Right. Well, (laughs) I'm not sure that I would need it because, you know, I I have done a lot of sales stuff at full scale. And once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by fullscale.io helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. But in that process of selling that stuff, it's, you know, the, our, our salespeople are in a consultative situation in many cases. And, you know, you look at the different types of tech service providers that we, uh, that we offer, and we have a couple hundred employees in our office. So um, there's so many different questions. It's tough to be an expert and to understand when and where to give specific answers, what to say yes to, what to say no to. And like you mentioned, Matt, you, you look at a call center or somewhere that's offering support. It, it's a, it's a, don't make the assumption that all those people have those answers. So it, put yourself at, in your own shoes and now you're calling, okay, hang on, Matt, I'm going to need to put you on hold while I check on that. Hang on, Matt, I'm going to need to transfer you to another department. Hang on, Matt, I'm going to need, yeah. I don't know, I'm going to have to, you know, and the more and more you hear yeah. that, the more and more you keep, keep people on the phone, the more you transfer me, the more you put me on hold, the more you tell me I don't know, the more I get frustrated. And that isn't the point. And then not to mention, as a business owner, you're paying people to shuffle me around like that. Yes. So anything that brings you to the conclusion or the answer or anything faster is, is great. Yeah, Balto seems like a really great company. They're, they're really on the upswing, only a few years old. They've, according to Crunchbase, they've raised $4.3 million in capital. So great job. Keep it up at Balto. So, all right. Next on the list engagedly and engagedly is workforce management. And, you know, this is organizations struggle at aligning and motivating their workforces. And, you know, some of what engagedly does is it, 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 it has features that include manager feedback, peer praise, idea generation, knowledge sharing, e-learning rewards, uh, helps align objectives and basic social performance. And, you know, this, this is the workforce management is a $6 billion industry, and it's projected to grow to over 9 billion by 2025. So, you know, all that stuff we're talking about is, you know, that manager feedback. And we've, we've had a lot of discussions at our own business about how do we better communicate? Mm-hmm. I think engagedly and platforms like this are really, really, really going to experience a boost and a renaissance of sorts over the next couple of years, because, okay, Matt, you're at Stackify. Uh, everyone's working remote. Yep. And that disconnect 
makes it difficult to get manager feedback. And you know what? It also makes it easy to not say, hey, Matt, you did a great job. Well, it's we, really easy to kind of get past that. Yeah. So at Stackify, we use a, a different tool. I'm going to guess one of their competitors. And we use it for doing like our one-on-ones. And we also use it just like people rate on a weekly basis. How are they doing? One to five, right? And so think about now with coronavirus, you know, sometimes maybe people are a lot more a two or a three. And part of what we got to do is figure out who's feeling a little sad, who's stuck at being home. How do we boost them up? And then now we get all this stuff going on with uh, all the writing and the looting and stuff like that's been going on. And some people are really emotional and upset about all that. So it's like, how do we identify those employees? You know, how do we, you know, try and help them. And, you know, these kinds of tools really help you keep the pulse of your employees and train them and all that stuff. So it's great. And I think the term keep the, keep your, keeping your finger on that pulse is a, is a good, uh, is a good way to view it because that's tough to do. And then these are challenges that, uh, a lot of workforces are going to have to wrap their arms around to keep people interested, engaged, trained, happy, comfortable, and so on. So, that never all right, ends. Matt, next, next on the list, sir. All right. So I think I found something to help you may have the best yard in the neighborhood. Yes. I, I think, I think this company acre can help us. We can figure out how to really get that grass looking really good. Maybe with some pest control and different stuff, identifying where we really need to get some work done. It looks really good. Well, I, I did. I did just plant some crops as you did. well. Okay, so, good. You know, yeah, I did. I'm growing corn. Pump. We're growing our own pumpkins this year, cucumbers, and tomatoes. Now, I will tell you that this morning when I woke up, I because I have little baby plants right now. I went out to. They can. Well, they can. They can dry up. They can dry up, right? So, this I've got like six cucumber plants, and I'm out there with a watering can, like making sure that they dry. Now, what, all I can what, think of right now is you out in your yard with a bunch of baby Groots. Groots, yeah, oh. Groot. That's all I can think of is you and Groot out in the backyard. I'm way taller than Groot, I think. <laughs> so, so you know, here in the Midwest, uh, at this is ag tech. And we, yeah, okay, look, we're in the breadbasket of the United States. Okay. Once you get past Kansas city, it's about 400 miles of wheat fields and it's this, it's similar in Missouri and a lot of different stuff. So what I love about acre is they're using things like computer vision. So computer vision. So imagine being able to fly a drone over your farm, right? And if you think about how big a farm is, let's say a thousand acres, so a thousand acres and one acre is the size of a football field. So you, now you have a thousand football fields stacked next to each other and whatever. The acres using things like computer vision where you could fly a drone over your entire farm and it's going to be able to look at different spots and make some assessments about where you might need to do different things. You know, like this place, it looks like you've got a whole, a whole section here that isn't growing well, you may need to fertilize this. You may need to irrigate some of this. And this stuff is really important because, you know, the, well, first off, you, farmers often have to fertilize and drop pesticide and different stuff on the entire body of the farm. Yep. And just because they don't have a better way to do it. And, 
you know, there's, and that's expensive. It's time consuming and it's really not environmentally friendly either. Cool. So, oh. you know, basically what, what acres doing is the solutions to detect and classify measure, you know, pest, the pressure that pests are putting on things, airborne pathogens, crop disease, fertility issues, and, you know, like where things are dying. So, you know, overall, the, here in the Midwest, a big see a lot of ag tech. Um, we've even had uh, Kevin Lockett, who's in charge of an uh, ag tech fund, on the podcast in the past. So, yeah, Midwest and ag tech, a, a very, a very, uh, very good match. All know, right. when, when people think, I was going to say, when people think of drones, they think of like the little toy drones that you know you buy and your kids destroy in a weekend. You know, it's really cool some of the professional stuff being done with with drones and this is a great example of it and mm -hmm. we've done um some cool projects at full scale for some of our clients with drones yeah and so it's, yep. it's just really yep. cool stuff yeah and that's part of you know different uh i mean that those are you know just different types of of you know tech around and you're talking things that start with base in some places basic com consumer level products mm-hmm you know, like, and, and the open source nature of that stuff. All right, next on the list, Rivet, and that's R-Y-V-I-T.com. So Rivet, uh, their, their solution delivers connected, con uh, builds a connected construction ecosystem. So talking about configurable and turnkey integrations that uh, enable data to flow between, you know, popular SaaS applications and different stuff in the construction industry. Now, a lot of people don't really, I'm going to help you visualize something here, Matt. So when we're building the full scale tower down the road, our, our large skyscraper that we're building somewhere that's 50 stories tall and it cover and it has four acres at the bottom. What do you think it's like to figure out where someone's at? what people are doing, what's needed and all of that. So, you know, the data that needs to flow on large scale construction projects to make things go seamlessly and keep things on time, it's a lot and it's crucial. There's a whole lot of moving parts. Um, I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of stuff in similar to this start to pop up. Uh, it, cause you know, the, the whole construction efficiency thing, if you talk, so now we talked about this 50 story skyscraper we wanted to build, maybe that is a um, $100 million project. If we're off by 5% on that, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And yeah, so cr creating that, creating that uh, efficiency with all of the different things that need to communicate uh, is important. So now- well, well, and a lot of the Go ahead. Know, at full scale, we did some work for some a uh, client that was doing like a workforce management, knowing like where all the labor is, like who is going to show up and do the work, right? You've got that part of it. You've got to you got to get all the plans, all the different subcontractors, the architecture stuff, like you know all the the money, all the supplies have to be brought in. Like when you're building stuff, like there's just a million things you got to do, and so I imagine there's you know real big need for connecting all that data together. Yeah. So I'm actually going to go back to back here, if you don't mind. All right, go for it. So next on the list, Advocado. Can you say that three times really fast, Matt? Go. Advocado, Advocado, Advocado. Now say Avocado three times really fast. Avocado, Avocado, Avocado. <laughs> From Mexico. Maybe. 
Yeah. So, all right. So I had the pleasure of sitting down uh, with the founder of this company and, and doing an episode. And that's what you're going to, that's tomorrow's episode. Uh, so before we get too far in to what Advocado does, let's get a quick highlight from that episode and hear what the founder himself had to say. And we're back. So, you know, one of the, as I was talking about this product, it, I didn't even realize the problem that they were solving existed. So it's, it's really cool. So when, all right. So when advertising occurs on television, there is usually a spike in search traffic related to whatever it is that was just advertised. Yep. So you look at, and we'll use the Super Bowl as the most glaring example, right? So an ad, well, let's use uh, avocados, not avocados. Avocados so from they, Mexico. So when, here you go, you saw it in the Super Bowl and then people Google it. So that is a time when you want your CPC ads to be at the top. You want to be up top for that because the whole purpose of CPC is to get clicks. So what Avocado does is they make adjustments to your CPC bidding based on real-time information from actual television programming. Isn't that crazy? It is really cool stuff. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah, I think that's really amazing. And, you know, like it, it's and and so, you know, they're they are seeing significant they, for their users, they provide significantly higher click-through rates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, remember that that's so, so they're basically a, they're adjusting your ad spends in accordance to when certain surges should or would occur with live TV advertising. Yep. And, and that's nuts, man. Like I never even thought about that. So uh, you know, great, great company doing really cool stuff. And once again, you can really, you can hear from them in, in detail on tomorrow's episode. So we, I, we can go ahead and move on past that. Cause like I said, you're going to have a whole lot, a whole lot of avocados in your bowl tomorrow, Matt. So the next one on the list is a company called top ops. And this might be another tool that you could use. This is like a sales tool. I bet you're going to love this one. All sorts of AI-driven stuff to help do sales forecasting, pipelining, guidance, coaching, training, sales activities. Like, you're going to sell some more stuff. This looks really cool. Have you checked yeah, this out? I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have. I agree. And, and you know, I, I love anything that helps speed the sales process because, you know, really in the end, and for those of you that are salespeople, know that I'm one of you. Okay, but we are simplistic. We want it to be straightforward. Salespeople also aren't always known for their attention to detail. So your salespeople, you want your salespeople focusing on selling, not forecasting, not entering stuff, not doing a lot of stuff. You can walk them down the road, do this, do this, do this, do this. You're going to sell more stuff. And I mean, that's, that's what top op specializes in. So pretty cool. You know, it's a, it's a, a a neat platform and, and well, here on start apostle, it's one of St. Louis's top startups. So, okay. Next on the list. now we have already had this company and the founder on the show. Uh, So we have steady MD and guy Friedman. This was a really good episode. Um, 
this actually, uh, when we did this episode, was a little closer to the the initial uh, panic that came with COVID nineteen. But SteadyMD is in the telemedicine business, and we when we talked when we did our episode about the winners and losers because of crisis, tele anything was on our was on our list, but telemedicine was a big one too. And I I love this product because they're pairing you up with doctors online that make sense for you that are in your area and make it fast and affordable for you to be able to have telemedicine. And I was really impressed with Guy when we did that interview as well. Weren't you, Matt? Yeah, it was very cool. And, you know, I don't currently use telemedicine, but I use a, a, a similar type of doctor service where I pay a flat monthly fee and I can contact them anytime I want via text message and all that stuff. And it is really nice. It's really, it's really helpful. seems like otherwise doctors these days, like they only make money if you come in and do a doctor's visit. So even if you have like a three second question, you got to go in and you got to deal with all of it. So it's so nice to have like the on demand, you know, virtual remote, all that stuff is just great. And I can see this becoming more and more popular. And for companies like StackFi and FullScale, you know, it's a great benefit to our employees to make sure they can get this kind of stuff. So it's really cool. Yeah, and before we move on, let's go ahead and uh, uh, grab a quick highlight from our episode with SteadyMD. And we're back. So, all right, we've made it through 11 of the 12 uh, amazing startups, the top startups that we've identified in St. Louis and we're here for the very last one. Matt, I would like it if you did the honors, sir. All right. So the last one we have here is a company called Care Signal. It's another company in the healthcare space. Looks like they're doing some pretty cool stuff, um, you know, helping patients um, with how they're doing and communicating with them. Looks like some pretty cool stuff here. Yeah. And, you know, so with, with Care Signal, you're talking about things that, you know, creating automated text messages and phone calls and different things that, uh, you know, the, okay, communication is at a premium right now. And when you have the disconnect of people being able to be in front of each other, uh, you have to have better, you have to have better communication standards. So, you know, this is a, a care signal is a platform that helps with remote monitoring for patients and really just really just trying to drive improved outcomes in the whole uh, patient to doctor experience. And, you know, this, they've got, you know, basically, uh, you know, talking about creating sustained and scalable patient engagement. So, you know, similar to SteadyMD in some regards, you know, talking about really just wanting to improve communication. I think that, um, so, you know, I have to go into the doctor for my annual checkup and, you know, there's like so much crap communication that still occurs and it, there's still some sophistication with, with these systems. So there's a long way to go when it comes to communicating certain things. And, you know, you talk about some of the people that had COVID and they're like, do not show up at the ER yeah. unless you really have to like, and so these are the kind of communication things that you look at. It's not about these tools are, are really, really vital and useful when you have these surge things. Cause when in these places where the ERs have become overpopulated and overcrowded, 
uh, okay, they got enough going on right there rather than trying to answer a thousand phone calls and deal with a bunch of intake and do a lot of stuff like that. So I, I'm a big fan of anything that improves communication between doctors and patients as well as lowers the cost. Of well, care. I really like that they do automated reminders and follow-ups and stuff like that. So for example, my wife just had a baby. And so maybe this would could text her every day and say, how are you feeling? Are you feeling depressed today from a scale of one to 10, right? Like, and it's all automated and they can use that to screen and say, well, maybe she has postpartum depression or not. And if, you know, she, she says, yeah, I'm an eight for two days in a row. It, you know, gets her set up with an appointment, but also cool stuff here. Like, you know, can it text grandma every day and say, Hey, did you take your medicine? What is your blood sugar today? You know, stuff like that. And the the struggle's real with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my mom, my mom's in a memory care unit. And some of the as as that progressed, and even my father, who's in his late 70s, like, let's just be real, like, they have a lot of stuff they got to keep up with anything that that creates a reminder or some accountability would have been welcome uh, on our end. So well, Matt, that's that's 12 amazing startups from from St. Louis. Um, do, do you have a couple favorites here or a couple that really stand out for you? You know, there's a lot of really cool stuff here. I really like the the marketing analytics stuff. Penpath, I think, is cool. Um, I think the Balto stuff could be really cool. Um, anything with the AI is neat. And if they can actually analyze phone calls in real time, and that's the challenge. Like, that's a really – that means you're you're taking streams of data, processing it in real time, doing all this database lookup and all this stuff, trying to figure out what to tell the agent to say in real time that's some cool shit. So I'm really impressed with that. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. I'm a big fan. I, I really like steady MD and some of that comes from, you know, our, our, the show we recorded with guy, the founder, um, he was really on it. I love telemedicine. I'm one of those people that pays a lot of money for healthcare, but I'd never go to the doctor. Um, I would, I would have a better time, you know, so here's the thing, like, I don't want to go to my checkup because I don't really feel like going to a doctor's office during a COVID outbreak, Yeah, but I have to, Yep, yep. I yep. have to. And I'm, you know, part of me is like, can I do some of that online? Um, you know, the, the thing that as, as the world as band, okay. So Starlink, you know, the, the whole satellites that, that Elon Musk is launching in, into, into orbit are going to bring high-speed internet everywhere in the world. And where telemedicine really matters isn't to people like, it isn't as much to us. It's to places that are now going to have bandwidth to be able to have uh, HD and high-resolution video streaming and stuff like that. So telemedicine is going to, I think, you know, so right now that's a $25 billion industry and that's projected to be a $55 billion a year industry by 2025. People don't realize that in rural parts of the States, there are no doctors. Yeah. Oh, totally. There are none. So, you know, my sister's, my sister's a doctor. And when you graduate from med school, all, all right. So here in Kansas, there's a lot of really small towns. Uh, Most of them don't have a doctor. No, they don't. They don't. They literally you have a whole entire town that doesn't have a doctor. So telemedicine opens up that ability. And then you also talk about, you know, just different parts of the world that might not have access to, you know, so telemedicine's making the world really small. I, I really enjoyed uh, Advocado. Uh, yeah, as that's cool too. The, the, when we learn more about it, because, you know, one of the things when it comes to, to, you know, CPC ads and Google ads and paid clicks, 
Um, that's a, that's a, that's a labyrinth, you know, and, and anything that can automate that process and begin, you know, really begin to, you know, pick the times and help you find when things are effective and when they're not. Cause the amount of time that you'll spend doing that yourself and trying to figure it out, if you ever do is intense and you can really blow through a lot of money on CPC stuff before you realize that it's not too effective. Right. You know, so I, I'm real, I really dig that. And, you know, I like top ops too. I like anything that's, that helps people sell. I think that inherently, uh, just the world isn't great at being a salesperson. And I think that so many startups and businesses need that help. So if it can walk you through something, why not? Um, you know, the old school version of that is paying a whole bunch of different people to coordinate it, to plan it, to monitor it, to coach it and do a lot of different stuff. And that that becomes uh, pretty fancy. So, well, Matt, here we go. It's uh, it, I, 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 I would love to tell you I can remember which city we're traveling to next, but I, I can't. So. Uh, maybe we'll leak that out in one of the next episodes coming up. Once again, tune in to tomorrow's episode where I sit down uh, and, and learn more about Advocado. Yeah. I said Advocado so many times during that episode that later you I asked my wife. No, I asked my wife if we had any ripe avocados because <laughs> I was I wanted to eat one. And I was like, oh, wow, caught myself there. But anyway, Matt, hopefully you sell your house. I know you got to get yeah, running. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and yeah, I hope I'll we have next time. I hope we have all these other companies on the podcast too. So I, I really hope they yeah, come. Yeah, we're on gonna the- try. We're gonna try to. We're gonna try to track them down. Yeah. If you're out there listening, if you're out there listening, book a time. All right. See you next time. Thanks, Startup hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.